LOI Match Day on Off the Ball. Stephen Henderson, um, I'd like to start off by asking you first, how do you beat the unbeatable Galway United? <laughs> well, first of all, there's a lot of luck involved in it. And I, and I suppose more importantly, there's a lot of organisation went into it. Um, they're a really good side, Steve. They're really strong physically. They have a they have a way of playing. Every player knows their roles. So, you know, we had to set up different, which we did. And, uh, you know, and after that, it's a Hail Mary. But don't ever, um, I can never take away the effort that our players put into that match, uh, which they do every week. But just our organisation and the sheer will and determination of each of the players that came onto the pitch that day. It was a fantastic win and it gave, it gave us a huge boost that we needed. And, uh, you know, gave the club a big boost. It sure did. And I think as a manager, you're probably, once that win happens, you're probably more interested in how do my team respond in the next game? Because there's no point getting a big win like that. You want to see that they're going to try and build on it. Then you go down to Kerry and you get your first back-to-back wins of the season. So that might have been even more pleasing than the initial win against Galway. It was because, um, you know, the logistics of it, Steve, we never, we didn't know what the time frame was in relation to how long it takes to get down there. Um, you know, what would we travel like? Uh, you know, we have Gary coming from, uh, Gary and Aid were coming from Sligo and, and uh, Longford, respectively. They had a seven-hour trip. It took five hours to get us down there from, from, from Dublin. So, you know, the, it was our third match within a short period of time. We were on a high after a fantastic win against Galway. Uh, Kerry are looking for their first win of the season. You don't want to be the team that goes into the record books for that, all due respect to Kerry. So there was an awful lot in it. We were tired. It was a long trip. There was pressure on us. So as you say, can we get back-to-back wins? And again, I go back to the players. They were absolutely magnificent. They came through the tiredness. We didn't play well on the day, Steve, but we dug it out. We we got we scored. We got two really good goals. We got a fortune our own goal. Uh, we gave up two, which uh, you know was disappointing. But overall, it was a brilliant week for the club with Galway back-to-back wins. And uh, you know we're only three points outside the playoffs now, which is uh, which is brilliant because. We've genuinely had a third of our squad sitting on the injury table since the start of the season. And five of those players would have been our most experienced players. So for the young lads to come in and do what they're doing at this particular moment in time, you know, I I, I just can't give them enough praise, to be honest with you. Yeah, and I was, you've probably answered my next question there because I was going to say to you, did you kind of put your finger on what the slow start was all about for Longford Town this season? And it probably was the injuries. Was there anything else apart from that then as well? Perhaps some new players trying to gel together, that kind of thing? Yeah, so like I, I, I'm genuinely not making excuses. I, I, I genuinely come into the club a little bit late, uh, you know. And by the time I come in, we had already lost 14 of last year's squad to uh, both Wexford and, and kind of Bray and, and these kind of clubs. We had uh, three players who retired from the game. Uh, you know, I was left with I was left with two players from the previous squad. I was genuinely going in thinking I probably only needed four or five and we could actually go and win this division. But that four or five turned into us actually recruiting 22 new players, uh, 10 of them coming from under-19s football. And then, as I say, the other kind of uh, experienced players that we've, we've brought in, we, we haven't been able to get them on the pitch for any sustained period of time. So, uh, yeah, there was... There was a lot of gelling in. It was a, a really, you know, and even for me, you know, coming into it, I've always, my market has always been down around the south. 
So even coming in, I was blessed to have Gavin and Wayne with me, uh, you know, in relation to how identifying the younger players that we felt could make a difference. And uh, and then it was a case of, of getting them to together because there is a huge difference between playing academy football and League of Ireland football, be that first division or be that premier division. It's a huge step up for them, uh, both physically and tactically, uh, you know, within academy football. Most of the teams, I think we can argue, play the same way. Uh, you know, so this time when they come into the fourth division, uh, you know, you're going to play with teams that play out from the back. You're going to play with teams that are going to launch it long. You're going to play with teams that like big diags. So there's a constant adjustment. That, you know, you're at them and playing a certain way for seven years and then all of a sudden you come into the big boys and it's completely different to what you've been used to. So they took that time to adapt. But forever we stayed in all the games we played in. Uh, we were really, it was a known goal uh, uh, down in Waterford for a one-all draw. Galway beat us down in um, Eamon DC 1-0. That was an own goal as well. You know, we've really put it up to teams. Everybody we played, we played really well against. Stay competitive, kept our, our heads up. It would be easy to throw in the towel. But like I said, we're, we're trying to build the character of the players. And part of that is, is just focus on the next game. Don't don't worry about the league table. That will look after itself. We'll start focusing on that when we get to the last series of games. Yeah, absolutely. And just looking interestingly at the other teams as well, it might be a, a above Longford Town at the moment. You're looking Waterford, Ronan Coughlin banging in the goals. You've got Piero at Athlone Town. You've got Borden and Hurley at Galway and then Darty at Cove Ramblers. And I just wonder, is that the kind of maybe the difference as well? Obviously, a couple of those other teams have incredible resources there as well, Galway and Waterford. But do you think, is there somebody within that Longford Town squad? I know Josh kyrgy has got four goals this season, but getting a regular goal scorer, is there somebody in the squad there? Can can you get Josh to maybe turn into a player like that for you this season? Well, it's like you say, we were really unfortunate with injuries and such, uh, you know, with Stephen Meany. Stephen Meany will be a goal scorer, but every time we got Stephen on the pitch, he picked up another different kind of injury that would set him back a week or two. Uh, Daryl Lynch was, well, would have been similar, but... Uh, you know, our, our main striker would be uh, Christian Magarusen, but Magarusen hasn't kicked the ball for us. You know, he's been really unfortunate with injuries, and Christian will be a top class player had he been fit. So, so obviously, Josh is a is a winger that you know we tried to turn into a centre forward, and we worked on him in, in relation to just different movements that he can use up there, and he tr- he, he come up with four goals. But you know, lately we've had to put Josh back Josh back on the sides because we have more injuries. Uh, you know, and uh, you know, we're we're up to nine injuries now at the moment, and it's uh, us. so you know, these young lads are coming in and they're not playing in the positions they'd be used to. We're asking them to do different things, uh, but obviously, we have identified, and, and, and hopefully, this week, uh, we hope to have a center forward coming into the club. It's someone that I know really well, I won't tell you who it is at the moment because it's not done, uh, but uh. He's someone that I know really well and it's someone that I have a huge amount of trust in that if we were lucky enough to get him in, I know he'd score goals for us. Because uh, throughout the games, you know, I think we've the third best uh, goals against record in the league, which is phenomenal for such a young team. Mm. We know that we have to get the other end of it right. And we know we have to get someone in who, who's capable of banging in 14, 15 goals. Uh, you know, I think Meany's capable of that if he, get, he stays injury-free. But also, if we can get uh, this lad in as well, I think we can add more goals to it. And then hopefully, you know, the games that we're drawing nil all or we're drawing one all, this kid can take us on to the next level and get us to three instead of the one points. Very interesting indeed, Stephen. Then I ask you about 3D United. You play them on Saturday night. 
And this is really a, a fascinating clash, I think, to look forward to on Saturday evening because you've got yourselves first back-to-back wins this season. Treaty are also in brilliant form, three wins in a row. What are you kind of expecting this weekend? It's going to be a tough match. It's not, if you're going to get three points, it won't be easy. Yeah, I think, uh, what you call it, uh, I think we, we were the ones that put them on that little run, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> You know, I think, you know, they were struggling right up. And, and I'm, not, I'm not lying to you, Steve. And Tommy, to be honest with you, we were really good down the market field against them. And we should have bet them, in my opinion. And I'll be honest with you, I thought we should have bet them. Uh, they were absolutely clinical that day. They went and got their first three goals of the season. Uh, you know, we scored two that day. It's not like us to give up uh, three goals. But uh, they, they've been on their run since then. And their confidence is back. Uh, obviously, everybody knows what a great job Tommy's doing there. But they have experienced players that play the game simple. They don't complicate it in any way. And they have players in key areas, you know, uh, success. And, and, and then, the, you know, they, they'll score goals for you. They have goal scorers. They have an experienced defence there, you know, and an experienced midfield that, that just stick to the basics. And when they do it well, they're really well organised and hard to be. But uh, like you say, you know, we're on the back of back-to-backs. Uh, we still haven't reached our full potential. Uh, it's going to be a really good game of football. I think it's a really... I haven't seen Treaty playing this kind of well. You know, they knock the ball around really well, like I say, and they get up the pitch and they, they do their job well. We're doing the similar. So uh, it's, I think it'll be a really good game. Uh, but, you know, our tails are up at the moment. We're not we're not arrogant. Uh, there's an element of confidence coming within the group, as there is in Treaty. So, you know, it would be nice... Uh, you know, for us to get our second uh, home win on the trot, which would be lovely, you know, to get that done for the young players as their confidence grows. Stephen, thanks a million for that and uh, best luck against Treaty this weekend. And likewise, thank you very much for having me, young man. Willie Armshaw, Treaty United midfielder. It's great to speak to you on the podcast this week. Um, I suppose I wanted to, to speak to you. I was kind of looking at the Treaty, Treaty players and see who might have a good story or whatever. I, I know you yourself, you started out... Um, at Cork City at the academy there, is that right? Yeah, um, I joined there. I'd say I was under 16s for the under 17 league. And uh, I think I gave three or four, I'd say I gave three seasons with Cork City. And, um, you know, we achieved a lot. We had a good team. And then uh, I got promoted up to the 19s then. And I played, I think it was only half season of the 19s. And then I joined Limerick FC and played out uh, two seasons with Limerick as well. Very good. And did you then, did, am I right in saying you went to St. Michael's then? Yeah, I joined St. Michael's then. Um, summer, I'd say it was 2018, 2018 or 2019. Um, I was going back doing my leaving cert and I was in training with the Limerick first team at the time. And I couldn't stay travelling in while I was going, starting, sorry, starting college. So I couldn't stay tra- doing the travelling when I was starting college. So um, I went back playing with Michael's, yeah. Brilliant stuff. So you you were, I suppose, thinking, well, my education is really important here. I got to stick with this while also trying to keep the football going as well. Oh, of course. Um, you know, you don't. No matter what, you want your education. But um, I just thought going to college was the was the right thing to do at the time, and uh, you know, given the circumstances as well of the club at the time, and I don't know, it just seemed to be the right thing to do. Yeah, I suppose you were you were at Limerick at a, a very tumultuous time. I said that that must have been interesting. I suppose to be there, well, not very pleasant experience, I'm sure. Um, well, see, at the time I was only 
I was only new in. I was still night. I was only on my first year nineteens, and I was only up training. And Tommy was actually over him as well at the time, so he mm. he bought me up. He was over me for my first first year under nineteens, and then he took over the first team. So he invited me up, and I said train with him for a whole summer. And uh, do you know when I came to it then, you know things just didn't seem right. I wanted to go to college as well, so I just called it off then and. I rang up Michaels and they said they'd take me back. Yeah, one of the great uh, Munster clubs, St. Michael's, great facilities down there. I actually remember going down doing a, a spot many years ago. Shane Long was down there uh, g- going back to his old, uh, his old stomping ground. Um, it is one of the great clubs there. And I suppose, what did you, what experience did you get from going to St. Michael's before coming back to play League of Ireland football? Uh, I really, I really enjoyed my time now with St. Michael's. I was back for two seasons. And in the first season I was there, we were actually lucky enough. We we actually won every competition we were in. So we won the league, the, the local cup, tick up. We won the FAI, the FAI Junior Cup. We won the Munster Junior Cup. We won Munster Junior Champions. And then we actually ended up winning the President's Cup then the following season as well. So, um, you know, with all the games and all the big matches as well, you know, you learn to play under pressure and, I was only 18 at the time as well. So, you know, moving up to the physicality of playing with grown men as well, I suppose, really helped it as well, especially in them later stages of them bigger competitions when the comp- when the players became tougher and they were quicker and stronger. And, you know, they, it really helped you improve as a player. And, of course, the, the boys I played with as well, there was a lot of experience at St. Michael's. You know, all their players, Jimmy Kerr and Christopher Higgins, Paul Breton, and we had uh, Ch- James Chalky Welch over us as well. He was managing, and you know they've all had great junior soccer careers with Ireland as well. And all, nearly all of them were captain captain Ireland at junior level. And you know they're just great lads to get experience under. That's really interesting to hear you saying that because I know I've spoken to a former Bohemians player, uh, Paddy Cavanagh, about that. I know he bounced down to play Leinster Senior League before going back to play League of Ireland and he he feels that there's maybe um, a lot of younger players maybe who get rejected by a League of Ireland club and then kind of give up on their, their footballing dreams where he feels that maybe if more lads went to play you know, whether it be Munster, Leinster Senior League football, that, that would be really beneficial. And that's obviously what you've got from it. You, as you were saying, you're playing with men and that really helps you to grow as a footballer and develop. And I suppose just to toughen up, really. Um, I suppose as well, going from under-19 soccer to men league, under-19 League of Ireland to men's League of Ireland as well. You know, it is, it's a huge jump. But, um, you know, when you go back to junior, at least the first thing you'll, you have to adapt to is the physicality. Because, the pace of the game wouldn't be as quick as, you know, men's soccer. But if you can get that year, two years of real experience playing and you can deal with physicality, then when you get back to that level, you know, I found that you didn't have to try adaptive to the physical, the physical side of the game. It was just the, the speed of the game is what you had to adapt to. And uh, I found that it was a lot easier then to actually adapt to it that way. Uh, yeah, that is interesting. And then, how would you compare it then, say, going from like the the senior league football then to, to sorry, going to Treaty United then? What's the difference like then to going to first division? Because I know there's some people talking at the moment going from first division to premier division. Like you look at Cork City and how they're struggling a bit. But I'd say even stepping up to first division football again from amateurs is, is another. What's the big difference there? Well, I'd say the biggest difference is the, the amateur 
status, really. Um, do you know, when you're coming up against lads who are training five, six times a week, and you're only training twice a week at a match in the weekend, and they're going to the gym and they're they've got their nutritionists and all this, and they don't have they're not going to work, they're not working a, a week's work then, and then having to play on the weekend, go to training, and in the meantime as well, do you know it benefits a lot as well. Um, do you know it's just kind of harder when you're amateur to get to get to that level. Do you know you're playing lads, they're fitter, they're probably faster, stronger because they're training a lot more than you, and they have a lot more time for recovery, like we. Have a tough match now, like the, the last two weeks we played Monday, Fridays, and it's Grand Friday of the weekend off. But then we're going straight in again on Monday, and you're after coming off of working Monday, Monday during the day, and then you have to go. Then you're going working Tuesday then as well, back to trend and working Wednesday back to trend again Wednesday. Yeah, and like that obviously then can have an effect on your your consistency of results because that's something you need to have when you want to climb up the table and. It is interesting looking at Treaty United. You guys were struggling there for a good part of the season. And now all of a sudden, you've put three wins together. I know you're among the goals yourself. And I'm just looking at the table there. Like you're, you're only one point off the playoffs, three points off at Lone Town in fourth place. There must be a real buzz, a real confidence within the squad now. Oh, yeah, definitely. But uh, that just shows how quick things can change around. Like, you know, lads be feeling sorry for themselves and training after a few bad results. and you know, training mightn't be as good. But then when you get on the string of results then, you know, mood tips up, you're coming from work and you're you're happy to be there and all you want to do is just get on the ball and get training and, you know, your fellas are flying around the places and, you know, the good run, it's just good mood, good camp. And that keeps, that just keeps the run going then. Yeah, and they were really impressive results as well because, you know, Whatever people say about Kerry, that's a monster derby now. Treaty against Kerry, you win, you win that one four 0 You beat Bray Wanderers away from home, a team who were occupying second place at one point, and then beating Athlone Town as well. So the teams you're beating are, you know, they're, they're some of the better teams in the league here. Yeah, Bray Bray away now would have been a big one, really. They were, and especially up there as well. They were on good form up there. Um, you know, it's a tough place to go. They're a big physical team, and they're good on the ball. But um, we had a game plan and we went out and uh, we just we stuck to it and it just worked out for us on the day and we were able to sneak a few goals at the end against probably against the run of play as well while they were trying to get at us in we just caught them quick on the counter and uh, that's that's part of the game that we can play as well because we have lads off the bench who are good for that as well you know quick going forward and just want to get the ball forward and play yeah absolutely and. The games don't get any easier because you got Longford Town away this Saturday night. Uh, I suppose as somebody who's working during the week, you probably enjoy the Saturday night games. Um, but Longford Town, like yourselves, they've they've put a couple of good results together. They beat Galway United, who everybody thought would go to the season unbeaten. Um, so I suppose a trip you're relishing, but also maybe a bit of um, slightly daunting as well, com- coming up against Longford Town team that are in a bit of form. Uh yeah yeah they're in good form and it's it's tough going up there because it's a it's a journey as well like it's mm. two two and a bit hours from Limerick and uh you know bad roads and you're on it you're on the bus you're cramped on the bus and but uh you know we we beat them earlier on the season and I think you know no team you're not to be afraid of any team in the league really bear bear maybe the two the top two teams two professional teams you know but. 
I see any other team in the league you'd be you know I wouldn't be writing anyone off as well on the day because uh, anything can happen on the day but um, we'll be going up there and we'll be looking to come away with three points anyway we won't be going out to fear them and we'll show them their respect but we won't show them too much at the same time and uh, hopefully we'll come away with three points Yeah look it's been a while since we've had a Limerick team in the, the top flight do you think we will see the day when three United are a top flight team in the League of Ireland I think we will eventually I when I, I'm not sure like if it was this season it's phenomenal like but um, you know at the same time the club needs to back in as well uh, not just like supporters and that but uh, financially as well mm. you know uh, I'd say to go up to the next level you know um, professional being a professional club would be you'd need you'd nearly need it now the way that the game has gone in Ireland like you see all the professional clubs, all the clubs in the Premier Division now, there's fair UCD. They're all professional like. And you know, to be going out and to want to be able to compete with them, you have to have that professionalism within the camp like and it'd be a tough ask for an amateur team to go up to that league and do well, I think. So um you know, for the time being, of course we'll we're gonna do our best and Hopefully we'll get the playoffs and if we can get a good run in the playoffs and we can go up, delighted. But um, if not, you know, playoffs is very, very good for a club that's only three years old as well. Especially considering we've made the playoffs the last two seasons also. Yeah, 100%. Just before I let you go as well, Willie, I was looking through uh, some of your history of games. I know you played in the UEFA Youth League with Cork City against Roma. I think you came on as a sub in one of the games there. Um and interesting to see one of your teammates at the time was Chidozi Ogbeni, uh, who's on, gone on to great things since then. What's it been like watching his ascent in football? And uh, he's done really well with Ireland. You see him played against France at the in the qualifier last month. You must be just delighted for him and maybe tell us a bit about what it's been like watching him and how he's progressed. Yeah, he, a real, real good fella, Chidozi. A real nice, real nice guy all around. And uh, you could... You could tell from 19s, he, if anyone was going to make it, he'd be the one. Out of the whole team, he was the guy you'd expect to make, you'd have expected to make it. We ha- There is actually one or two more out in England at the minute. There's Aaron Drynan as well. Yeah. He's on the team too. His brother, Connor, plays for Cove. And, um, but Chidoze was, he was just a, a different animal altogether. He was, you know, physically strong, so quick, good with the ball at his feet. And, uh, he was just electric on the field. And I was actually with him a small bit at Limerick as well when he was there. With the first team, I was up training with him that time as well. So I, I knew Shadozi quite well. But um, no, the UEFA Youth League now was a, a great experience. Um, they beat Helsinki in the first round over two legs. But uh, I wasn't in the squad for that. And I got called up for the Rome game. But uh, I was only I was only about 16, I think. I was in TY in school. And... Uh, we played them in Cork and we lost 4-1, I think it was. But uh, I never came on in Cork and I got three or four days off school and I got to go to Rome then and, you know, we got put up and flights paid and all out, all, all uh, you know, fed at the hotel, nice hotel. And it was just an unbelievable experience, especially being so young as well at the time. And I didn't even think I'd get near the pitch, get near the, the bench, never even mind the pitch. And, it brought me up onto the bench and with about ten minutes to go then he gave me the he gave me the nod to come on and 
was a great experience, really. Really good now. Yeah, it's brilliant, Willie. I was even looking at some of the Roma lads. One of them, Pellegrini's actually playing with Lazio now, would you believe? So you're you're mixing it, mixing it uh, with some great players there. But um, listen, Willie, it's been fascinating speaking to you. Really appreciate you giving me your time and uh, I hope you go well this week against Longford Town. Perfect. Thanks for having me on. Daryl Leahy, it's been a good couple of weeks for Dundalk. It's, it's funny how this league has gone, isn't it? Because uh, it was only a few weeks ago, people were saying, Stephen O'Donnell's under a bit of pressure. Dundalk are down near the bottom. And look at you now, three wins on the bounce and uh, you're back into the playoff places. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you said it there yourself. Um, if you put a, a few wins together in this league, you can shoot right up, as you're saying, with ourselves. And Yeah, we are on um, a, a decent little run at the minute and a long way that continue. It was a tough win out in Sligo Rovers on uh, Saturday night. Um probably one of the harder away grounds to go to is it at the moment yeah they're they're on a, a good little run at the minute themselves um, and as you said it is a very tough place to go but um, it's a good game and a great result in the end Wardy coming up with a header yeah Wardy who you, you would have known from your days at Bohemians as well were you surprised when you ended up uh, in the same squad as him once again yeah yeah no Wardy's a great lad and he's obviously been around the league for a while and as you said, I, I played two years with him then at uh, at Bowes, and now this is going into our second year at Dundalk. But it's actually funny we we're just talking on the bus on the way back, and he said it was his first header he's ever scored. Like so, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You probably need a step ladder to get up there, did he? <laughs> <laughs> I jest. Um, I just wanted to. Add, well, funny enough, you mentioned Wardy because I suppose he's one of the veterans of the the squad at Dundalk. Um. Was it the UCD game or the one before that? I think you were 25 years of age, you are at the moment, and you were the oldest player in the starting team. Yeah, it was the UCD game. Um, <laughs> we obviously, yeah, we have a few injuries. Um, Andy Boyle, Greg Slugger, Dan Kelly, um, Robbie Benson was obviously on the bench, Pat Hoop was on the bench, and Wardy was on the bench. So then, yeah, I, d- I didn't realise until the day before the game, someone mentioned it to me that I was going to be the oldest player uh, on the day, but... Uh, yeah, uh, look, here's what it is like. Yeah, George, how do you kind of feel now as a, a League of Ireland player? Do you feel you're kind of well settled here at 25 years of age? Are you kind of happy playing your football here? Or is there still that inkling? I know you were at Coventry back in the day. Is there still that bit of a, a pull towards uh, playing in the UK once again? Yeah, no, look, I, I am I am very happy here at the minute. This is me six season now, I think. Two with Bowes and gone into my fourth, well, in my fourth with Dundalk. Um, I know, like I am, obviously very happy here. But like, you, you never know. Like I'm, I'm gonna be open to anything. You never know what make one of your eyes and down the line. Like, yeah, and like even when you look at your caps for Ireland, you're capped ten times, I think, with the under twenty ones under Stephen Kenny. Has he kept in touch with you since? Would you ever have the odd chat with him, or has he at any point got in touch with you to have a talk about your career and maybe the path you might take? No, like you, you might bump into him the other time you'd see him up at Oriel Park or around the grounds and you'd bump into him and say hello. But that, that's about it. Like, Yeah, absolutely. Um, but look, it's Cork City this weekend and I think, um, well, they're, they seem to be in a bit of a trouble at the moment because lost their manager last week, get beaten then uh, by another team without a manager at the time, St. Pat's. Um, that old Dundalk rival, or Dundalk-Cork City rivalry used to always produce some really tough tight, exciting encounters. Um, but Dundalk are going to be looked at as heavy favourites going into this match. Yeah, now look, um, 
Cork, I know their league position and stuff uh, doesn't look too well, but the last game, um, did they play? Sorry, who did they play last? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they were well in that game. Um, and when I played Bowes, they, they were, I know it was, I think it was 5 0, had a man sent off, but mm. they could have went one up after after the first minute. Uh, James Talbot made a great save and stuff, so this guy, <laughs> I know they might be down there and, and whatever, but it would be a very tough game, and um, we'll have to be on, we'll have to be on our game ourselves, and uh, we look forward to it. Yeah, Rory Keating is a player that's really thrived on Lee sites and signing there. Um, what have you made? Have you seen much of his performance? What have you made of him? Yeah, no, obviously they actually beat us down there in Turner's Cross a couple yeah. of weeks back, so uh, it's uh, it was recent enough the last time we did play them, um, and I think he has a couple of goals to his name. So we we will have to be uh, right on our game, and as you said, with their um, the managerial situation, there's lads that haven't been playing that are now getting their chance and be chomping at the bit. So it'll be a tough game. Yeah, what's what makes Keating such a dangerous striker? Uh, well, look, he's he's lively enough now, um, and he's he's goal down the sligo like from outside the box. He can he can hit them from from distance, and he's lively enough. So be a uh, be tricky enough. Uh, game now on Friday. What's it been like working with Stephen O'Donnell? Um, he's a man who's been around the league a long time. He knows it inside out. Brilliant player with Dundalk, and I know this. Obviously, the home supporters were delighted when he went back there to take on the head coach role. What's it like working with him as a player? No, yeah, it's it's brilliant. Uh, obviously, last year was my first time working with him because I wasn't at Dundalk when he was around playing, but uh. No, it was brilliant himself and Padge Burnsy there. They're full on, really intense, but uh, really, really enjoying it and they, they, they get the best out of you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is he, I suppose, like I've had a few chats with him and he's a man who, like you'd always see him popping up at other League of Ireland grounds, watching matches and that kind of thing. But um, as a coach, is he, you know, very, I suppose, what would you say, get involved with tactics, team selections? Does he stand back, let, the, let his assistants do the coaching stuff? No, no, like his his knowledge of the game is second to none. Like he's he's just a football ma- football man. He he just loves football. He can just chat football till the cows come home. Like, but his as I said, his his knowledge of the game is is excellent, and uh, he is and his ta- ta- tactical side of the game. Sorry, like he he would be taking the sessions as well, yeah. not just coaching stuff. Yeah, just so interested to get a player's point of view as well, Dara on the. All the talk over the last couple of weeks over the artificial surfaces, Dundalk and Derry City, and I know Stephen spoke out about that himself. From a player's perspective, um, do you yourself feel more maybe susceptible to injuries, or is there a bit more concern over playing on the artificial surface? Yeah, there is definitely. Um, we've had we, ourselves have had a couple of injuries this year. Um, Greg's like obviously done his ankle against Derry and one or two other muscular injuries. Um. I think Derry themselves have had quite a few injuries, um. So you 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 probably will put it down to the artificial surfaces, but like it can happen anywhere on grass. Anything you can roll your ankle, but it probably is more um more common on the astro pitch. Yeah, and I suppose it all comes down to the funding and where the clubs get the money to kind of change these things. Just uh, on a on another note, then as well, it's been interesting talking to players and just getting your view as well and just the boost in attendances right across the league and what kind of effect that's having 
on you guys as players because on your own patch it's great you get a, you get a full crowd and it's and it's brilliant for motivation in games and that kind of thing when you go to away games then as well like to say I suppose a real sense maybe intimidation for some players then again other players kind of thrive on that as well how do you think it's uh, kind of affected your own game or the the team as a whole yeah no I think it's uh, it's brilliant um it's the best season since I've come into the league anyway that you, you, you can struggle to get a ticket on, on a Friday night like I think it's it's brilliant a long way that continue and um, that buzz like that it brings it, it just gives you an extra motivation like we played Drada there a few weeks ago and the atmosphere that was incredible and um, we were obviously tuning it up and then they brought it back to 2-2 two, two. and I know it's a cliche but I think the fans did really get us over the, over the line that night we got a last minute winner and John Martin um, and the fans have been brilliant not just on the Hawk fans but around the league like you see the int- attendance is going up and uh, as I said you, you can struggle to get taken out on a Friday night which is great yeah it sure is um, just before I, I let you go I, I forgot to ask you Ray Antulloch he's been a player that's I suppose caught everybody's eye around the league this season really tricky winger he can well he can kind of drop deep as well and he's just a fantastically exciting player you've probably played against him in training how good is this guy how good can he be yeah he's, he's his talent is exceptional as as you're saying um but not just not just Ryan like just just Colin Ali as well his talent is could be up there one of the best in the league as well but Ryan's only a young lad like he's come in and uh he hit the ground running then because he's played so many games, like probably hasn't done that before in his career, you're obviously going to hit a small bit of dip. But um, he was brilliant again during the Open Sligo, and uh, hopefully he can bring it now on Friday. Absolutely, spoken like a true uh, veteran of the game, there, Dara. Not <laughs> long enough now. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. Well, listen, thanks a million for joining me on the podcast this week, Dara, and best luck at the weekend. No problem. Thanks very much. Cheers. L O I match day on Off The Ball.